Good morning. Welcome to all of you this morning and those who are joined us virtually today as well. As the worshipers arrived for church in a small town one Sunday morning, they were met with a quite a disturbing sight. An apparently homeless beggar sat on the front steps of the church wearing tattered clothing, a wool cap pulled down over his eyes and clutching a bottle and fingerless gloves. They had never seen anything like this before in this little small town. Many worshipers simply walked around the man or stepped over him as he sat there. Some uttered words of disapproval and others suggested that the man move to another doorway before the church school children arrived. One member told the man in no uncertain terms that the Salvation Army was a more appropriate place for him to sleep it off. At one point, a kind woman brought the man a styrofoam cup of hot coffee, but not one person asked the man to come in out of the cold, and certainly nobody invited him to join them in worship. Now imagine then the people surprised during the entrance hymn when their homeless friend made his way up to the front of the church and took off his cap. The people recognized him as their pastor. And the pastor began her remarks that morning in this way. I didn't do this to embarrass you or to poke you in the eye. I did it to remind us that this is a person that Jesus loves. And he has called us to love him too. Friends, when you and I were baptized, we were commissioned to share in the mission of Jesus. In other words, we were invited and called to do what Jesus did. Well, who were the ones most on his mind and heart? But the people on the margins, the people on the peripheries of society. Pope Francis constantly stresses the need for the church to go out to those on the edge of society, the poor, the marginalized, the homeless, those who struggle. He himself visits prisons and refugees in the poorest parts of the cities when he travels. And he said this, I urge you to serve Jesus crucified in every person who is marginalized for whatever reason, to see the Lord in every excluded person who is hungry, thirsty, naked, to see the Lord present even in those who have lost their faith or turned away from the practice of their faith or say that they are atheists, to see the Lord who is imprisoned and sick and unemployed, persecuted, to see the Lord in the leper, wherever, whether in mind or body or soul, who encounters discrimination. He said the way of the church is precisely to leave her four walls behind and go out in search of those who are distant, those essentially on the outskirts of life. You know, Jesus sends us forth into the world asking us, inviting us, if you will, to live the mindset of love 
and selflessness, which is the judgment of God. This is done by embracing those in difficulty, by embracing the outcasts, the marginalized, and the sinner, the very ones whom Jesus embraced. In other words, investing the love and mercy we have received ourselves from Jesus. And we do this by living the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And I would suspect if we look around our communities, we see that there's no lack of circumstances or opportunities to do so. We live in a world that is in desperately in need, is desperately in need of God's mercy. You know, it's easy to see Jesus in those who show us love and kindness and mercy, isn't it? But how often do we truly see the face of Christ in people, in those people? And turning away from those on the margins, we are turning away from Christ himself. And of course, there's a temptation to say that because we have various Catholic organizations who serve those in need, and therefore we have fulfilled our duty, we just give them some money and they use it however they want. It's not enough. You know, the words you heard on Ash Wednesday, repent and believe in the gospel, is both a personal challenge and a challenge to our parishes to serve the disadvantaged in new ways and with greater commitment and intensity. Jesus wants our faith your faith, my faith, to be a blessing to others. Other people, especially those in need, are not to be objects of our charity. I had someone come to the door the other day and he wanted money. He came to the front door, I didn't answer it. I've already confessed this, so I'm just sharing it with you. Because I didn't want to be bothered, right? And the next thing I know, he came around to the back door. And so I opened the door and this man was standing there and he needed money for gas. And I gave him 20 bucks. And he was like, oh, I can't take that much. I don't need that much. I just need like $5, I'll take it. In a sense, I just wanted to give him money and then he could go on this way. He was an object of my charity. Those in need are not to be objects of our charity. They are extended family. We are bound together by the blood of Jesus Christ flowing through all of us. Jesus identifies with us and he identifies with them. Jesus personally gives them, whoever it might be, a claim on our resources. And until we recognize that claim, we fall deeper into their debt. Think how often the scriptures directly deal with the poor and the call for us to respond to them. And as we heard, Jesus identifies his own presence with the poor. We heard it today, as often as you did it for one of the least of my brothers, you did it for me. And he tells us that we will ultimately be judged on how we treat them because they are our brothers and sisters. Again, they're not to be objects of our charity, but they're our extended family because this is the kingdom of God. Pope Francis, I'll leave you with these words, writes in his book, The Name of God is Mercy. He says this, we have received freely, we give freely. 
We are called to serve Christ the crucified through every marginalized person. We touch the flesh of Christ and the one who is outcast, hungry, thirsty, naked, imprisoned, ill, unemployed, persecuted, in search of refuge. That is where we find our God. That is where we touch the Lord. By welcoming a marginalized person whose body is wounded, and by welcoming the sinner whose soul is wounded, we put our credibility as Christians on the line. These are Holy Father's words, not mine. So friends, remember the words of St. John of the Cross. He said, in the evening of life, we will be judged on love alone.